Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Saturday morning, August 15th. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. This year, 2020, we'll make it through all the Gospels. Well, this morning we are at Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, and we'll read through verse 15. Why don't we go ahead and have some coffee, pray, and we'll get into God's Word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this blessing it is to have a Saturday. Lord, we thank you for what a wonderful grace you show us and that we're able to read your word. Father, we pray that as we read it now that you would let us understand. Father, we pray that you would teach us, that you would change our affections, Lord, that you would open our eyes and that you would have us live as we ought to in Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your care. Father, we pray that we would follow you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little, a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged to tell no one, but go go and show yourself to the priests and make an offering for cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came to hear and to be filled by him of their infirmities. Well, what two wonderful passages we have today. So we have two stories, verses 1 down through, let's see, that's verse 11, and then verse 14 down to verse 15. And here we have the first disciples called, right? But this is a little bit different. In the book of Mark, all we have is 
And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. But here we find out in Luke that there's, there's, there was more to the story than that. Here the Holy Spirit tells us that when Jesus called, called Simon Peter and James and John and Andrew, that when he calls them, he calls them in, a, in an interesting way. He goes by the seashore and he's, he's teaching. Again, everybody's gathered around. Remember yesterday Jesus came to preach the gospel. Jesus came to preach the kingdom of God. And so as Jesus is preaching again, as he's teaching again, he sees two boats and, and he, he sees the one boat and he, it's Peter and he, it's his boat and he says, let's go out onto the lake. And so as Jesus is sitting there on the, on the water, he's speaking to the people on the shore in front of him. And when they're all done, I, I, I wonder how much of that effect had on Peter's ears, how much he realized that this was a man teaching with authority. And as Jesus finishes up his teaching, he looks with at Peter and he tells him, you know, well, go ahead and throw out your nets and, and catch some fish. <laughs> I mean, what is Peter's response? What is Simon Peter's response? Lord, we've been out here all night. We have been fishing. Our, our fingers are tired. We are tired to the bone, right? With their, and there's not any human reason why he should do this. They've toiled, they've labored all night, and now there's more work to do. We've just finished cleaning the tackle. But here he says, but if you insist, Lord, at your command, I'll do it. And what does he do? He, he lets down his nets, and his, and his nets fill up with fish so much so that they're starting to break. And it's so so bad that he can't even pull the nets out himself. He has to call over James and John in their boat, the sons of Zebedee. Hey, come on, guy, come on, come on, come on, come on. So they are able to come over. And as they start filling their boats with fish, both boats become so weighty that they lose their buoyancy, their, their ballast, and they start sinking. Right? It's not that Jesus just gives them one or two fish, but Jesus gives them a multitude of fish. And Peter falls on his knees. Right, what does Peter say? When Simon Peter fell it, he fell down on his knees, at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter understands that Jesus Christ is the one by whom and through whom all things were created. That somehow Jesus has the authority to call together all the fish. See, we live in such a secular age that we don't think about the fish obeying the voice of God, but they do. We don't think about the God who moves the mountains. We don't think about the God who brings the rain. We don't think about the God who controls everything, but Peter got it. And he falls down at his knees and he realizes he is before the Lord. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. He doesn't deserve this type of mercy. He doesn't deserve this type of grace that Jesus has just shown him and that he's just proven to him. He's preached righteousness and now he's shown mercy. He's shown his sovereignty even over the created order. And everybody who is with them is astonished. 
And it's that both the preaching of the word followed by the powerful showing of the word that Jesus says, come and I'll make you fishers of men. And this is where the harmony happens. We know that Mark chapter 2 says they immediately left their nets and they followed him. Maybe that's Matthew 4. But they immediately follow him. And then we have the next story of another man of faith who comes. We have the, the leper, a behold, a man who is full of leprosy. He comes and he implores Jesus saying, if you are willing, make me clean. And we, again, we're so detached culturally from this that we don't understand if somebody had leprosy with them as they walked through the streets, they would have to cry out, unclean, 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 so that no one would come and accidentally touch them and they would be unclean. But what do we find here? He says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he, Jesus, put out his hand and he touched him. Jesus is not concerned about becoming unclean, but cleanses the leper from his uncleanness. Jesus is not going to become unclean, but he is holy and he is able to make the leper clean. Immediately the leprosy left him. And what does he say? He says, go to, go to the priest, go to the temple, do all the ceremony that Moses commanded you, and let it be a testimony to them. But the, the word wasn't able to be kept shut. This is something we're going to see again and again in the book of Luke, is that it, what, the, the name of Jesus, the message of Jesus, the person and work of Jesus couldn't be contained, but it was like this little seed that grew up into a great tree. It was like a little bit of yeast that worked through and, and created, filled the whole. It was, it, was like, it was like something small that would fill the entire world. That is what the gospel of Jesus and his message is like that is what his work is like and so what are these passages about well i would say jesus calls peter andrew james and john with word and power and then i would say for that second part verses 11 through 15 i think i might i might summarize it something like um jesus heals the leper and makes him clean. But isn't there something more than that? I mean, that that's the amazing thing here. See, it's we can put it in these little titles, but it's, it's the power of Jesus Christ to make unclean clean. It's the redemptive work of Jesus Christ that this is getting at. That the kingdom of God was at hand. And these are all just signs that are showing that the king has arrived. And so in my Bible, I think I'm going to underline verse 13. That's what I'm going to do in my Bible. I'm going to, I'm going to highlight that. Would you highlight something else in your Bible for that section? And then in mine, I'm also going to highlight verse 8. But I'm also going to highlight... Verse, the second half of verse 10 and verse 11. So they forsook all and followed him. We're going to come back to that idea later. But what are we called to do in response to this? 
What are we called to do in response to this? Well, we are to fix our eyes upon Jesus. We're not going to find hope. We're not going to find rest in anything else. If we have ailments, if we have tribulations, if we have trials, if we have difficulties in this life, will you follow what God tells us to do in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7? Will you be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving? Will you make your requests made known to God? Will you have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding? Will you look to Jesus Christ, not just for the, not just for your soul, right? Not just for the concerns of our heart, but will you also look to Jesus for your everyday life, right? Will you ask God for what you need? Will you go to God and will you say, I know you're able to make me clean, please do it. Will you not ask from selfish motives as the book of James tells us? Right? There's, there's a whole lot of things that we can do here. I'm going to ask for some of you, maybe maybe you haven't forsaken all things. Maybe there are things in this world that you've still been holding on to, and those things have been keeping you away from Jesus Christ. Will you forsake all, and will you go and be a fisher of men? Will you go, and will you spread the name of Jesus? I don't know, maybe one of you who are listening, maybe this is the point at which God has been telling you, God has been pushing down upon your heart for days, weeks, months, years even, that you were to give up your job and you were to go serve as a missionary. Maybe you were supposed to take your job and you were supposed to go work remotely in another country and go serve people in another land. Maybe for some of you, you've been thinking that you wanted to go and you wanted to be a teacher of God's word and you wanted to spend your whole life devoted to sharing his name and to caring for his people. Maybe maybe there's been things in this world though that you've been holding on to and it's been keeping you from that. Brothers and sisters, let me encourage you. Will you forsake all things and become a fisher of men? Maybe it's been your popularity, your reputation. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Maybe I'm not talking to anyone here, but maybe you're watching this video and it's been days or weeks since we've gone through this text. But is the Lord speaking to you from these texts that he's able to make you clean, that he's able to supply for all of our needs, that we need not worry. He feeds the birds of the air. He's going to feed you also. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Father, for the rich grace it is to come to Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you so much for the blessing it is to know that the King has come. Lord, we thank you so much for our risen Savior. We thank you, Father, for the man who has come and preached freedom to the captives. Father, we pray that you would let us walk in that peace. Lord, that it would impact our lives and that we would follow you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you today, and may he fill your heart with a resounding peace. Bye.